Is it recording? Yeah. yeah, it's recording. Um, welcome to Let's, Let's Watch, Watch Murder. Murder! Exclamation point, if you couldn't tell that by the way we said it. Yeah, I'm Steph. And I'm Phoebe. And this is a podcast where we talk about films that um, involve murders and murderers. Sometimes they're based on real murderers. Yeah, sometimes they're fiction. And, um, and both are fun. So, yeah, you know, just, you know, a nice blend of both. And um, um, Phoebe is a psychology major. So and she- Steph is a film studies major. Yeah. And we kind of made this podcast um, that combines our like com like our two interests, which is psychology and then film with a common interest of true crime. Yeah. I like that you say true crime, not murder, because that's where I was going. Yeah, I mean, I don't like murder. (laughs) (laughs) Nor do I like crime. But it is interesting. Yes. And, um, so, yes. I don't like murder. (laughs) I don't want to be murdered. Nor Um, do I want others to be. Yeah, I don't want to witness it. But I do find it interesting to see films about it. Yeah. And, um... To go into the psychology of murderers. Also, I am working at uh, the psychiatric emergency room. And I was talking to one of the women that works there. And (laughs) telling her about my slight obsession with this. And she said that it's a very healthy defense mechanism. Yeah, I've also heard of that. Because she was saying... Because I told her, like, yeah, it's interesting because I've always been so afraid of being kidnapped since i was a little kid i've been so afraid of being kidnapped and then either held captive or raped and murdered and like healthy yeah yeah, you know but realistic fears um and she said and my way of dealing with that was just to like research it until i couldn't anymore and i would just like read up on all these different kidnapping and murder cases and that way I could convince myself that I would I'd be more likely to survive. Um, and she said, and she is an actual professional, that um, that's a healthy thing. Because instead of shoving it under the rug and pretending that you're not afraid and thus building it up, you're learning more about how to overcome your fear. So there. Yeah. To everybody who wants to call it weird. So... You know, if you're obsessed with true crime like we are, um, it's healthy. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. Don't worry. You're it's going right. to be fine. It's okay. We're fine. <laughs> no. Also, like when you hear all these stories, and especially when people escape and survive, they always have like this thing they did or something. Yeah. Like we know from the Zodiac episode. Yeah. That jump out of a moving car. Literally. And you might survive. More likely to than if you're in a car with a serial killer. So that's one thing I'll know if I'm trapped in a car with some um, creepy dude. Just jump out Totally. (laughs) Totally jump out the car. So, you know, you get to... Oh my God, I hope that's not bad advice. (laughs) Just jump out of a car, regardless of the situation. No, I'm kidding. Um, No. No, but it's just typical that we're like, just jump out of the car and then... It turns out that you shouldn't jump out of a car because that could... I don't know. Well, I would jump out of the car rather than be in a car with a serial killer. If you are in a situation where you're... You feel like... I'm going to get murdered here. Yeah, like... 
in the Zodiac where he's like, before I murder you, I'm going to throw your baby baby out the window. So she knows she's going to be murdered. Or that, he, or yeah. that he's joking about it, which is also really creepy. You don't want to take the chance. More likely you'll survive the jump out of the car because he probably wasn't going totally. fast enough to kill you. So jump out of the car. Risk help. it. <laughs> um, but basically what I was going to say, you get to learn like these different tips and like ways to survive things and like, clever little things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's great. So if you end up in that kind of situation, you know what to do. Yeah, totally. And you're not completely blindsided. Plus, it also gives you an idea of like, oh, what are situations where you want to be extra careful? You know, don't trust anyone. Don't hitchhike. Just even though it would never be your fault, but just don't do it. Yeah. You don't want to. Because people suck. Put yourself at risk. Which is so annoying because it's the same thing with like, girls, watch your drinks. It's like, no, just don't freaking. At the same time, I'm like. I don't want to victim blame. Yeah. But I also want to make sure that I won't get killed. Yeah, So I'm going to do exactly. everything in my power to prevent that. So. Yeah. And just to be clear, no matter how we discuss these cases, we are in no way trying to glorify murderers, even though they're fascinating. Yeah. And like, obviously, that needs to be very clear that no way that we think that these guys are and girls but mostly men are super cool and we don't admire them no totally not and um as well if we make jokes it's we're not making fun of like victims or the families or like the we're trying to make light of the situation but we are like kind of viewing these murderers through films so that's yeah. a bit of a filter. Like, we're more analyzing maybe the film and also going into the murders. But, you know, it's just... Yeah, totally. And also, it's just like, you... As shitty as the situation is, you gotta be able to talk about it. And unless you want to listen to a podcast that is just depressing the whole way through. Which some people are probably into. But I I could not do that. No, me neither. I could not. And I am sure that... It's not just the two of us that like to discuss it this way. Well, clearly not, since this is a very popular yeah. podcast. Yeah. Thing. But and we just want to make that clear. On Netflix and stuff, although that's usually quite serious. But Yeah, that's not usually, like, let's joke about murder. No. And that's not what we're doing. We're not joking about murder. <laughs> we're joking about films. Well, we're not... Jo- I don't... Okay. Okay, just- another disclaimer, just just to get that out of the way and I will say this in every episode, is that just because I'm studying psychology... By the way, it's Phoebe. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Just because I'm studying psychology does not mean that I necessarily know what I'm talking about. I am an undergraduate student. I don't even have my bachelor's degree yet. Um, But I do have some knowledge of it, and I do do some research. But by no means should you take our opinions in any way as fact and we'll probably make several mistakes about the story and possibly i will give them a i will diagnose them with something that they don't have but that doesn't really matter yeah in my this opinion. is this is just two friends having a chat having a chat about films about true crime so should we just get into it i think we should 
um, this episode, um, we'll be talking about the film Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. Yeah. Which is about Ted Bundy. Wow. Which it- <laughs> Ted Bundy. <laughs> um, and isn't that, isn't the name of it, the movie, based on what the judge said? Yes. When he was being convicted. That's, yeah. yeah. Another thing to mention is like, yes, Ted Bundy is kind of overexposed. Totally. But it's just the kind of thing where you, you can't ignore that movie. And that movie is like, as we'll get into, it's very, it is an interesting movie because I remember when it first came out or like the trailer was released. Yeah. I was about a bit iffy about it. I didn't know. I was just psyched. I was just like, I thought like from the impression I got from the trailer was like, oh, this is a film about Ten Bundy starring Zac Efron of all people. And I was like, dreamiest. Yeah. And it's like. I was just afraid they were going to glorify Ted Bundy and glorify his crimes. Yeah. But then when I started, like, reading more about it and watching the film, or, like, after I watched the film for the first time... Yeah. I felt, like, a bit better because it's not... Like, yes, it's obviously about him, but, like, from his girlfriend's point of view, which I find a very important aspect to the film. Totally. Because it's not as much about the crime as much as... It is about imagine being in, in a, a relationship. relationship with someone who is possibly a horrible murderer. Like a serial killer and you're raising your child with them. Yeah. Like that is scary. Very scary. But I I don't know. I, I did like the movie. Same. Um, yeah. I think they did it. And what I didn't know, but apparently the director is the same as did the Ted Bundy tapes. Yeah. Exactly. Which got, I think, I think the Ted Bundy tapes were more criticized. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think that was more like, oh, you're glorifying him. Oh. I haven't, I watched, I think, one episode of those. I think I watched them all, but I don't even remember what happened. It was, it was, it, it, like, Extremely Wicked totally dominates in my memory. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. But I, I don't know if it, like, it was, I read one review that wasn't a fan of either so yeah it is always a touchy subject and like kind of controversial to be making a film especially a a thick or like not a documentary yeah um but an like a reenactment fi- yeah reenactment well not even a reenactment because some of it is like fictional like yeah. it's to be made into a f- film mm-hmm. um because it's like you're kind of giving them some sort of spotlight, like yeah. the murderers. But yeah. then I think it's so important that a film like Extremely Wicked that is about Ted Bundy doesn't make it from his point of view or follow him all the time. Yeah. It is more from Liz's point of view. Totally. And how her situation is like and like this derailing of her life. Yeah. And the depression and alcoholism she falls into, um, which I find very important. It is. Um, also, I don't know, this might just be me, but, like, he's dead. So yeah, I don't it's... think it's as important. Like, yeah, he's totally. not getting what he wants. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that we don't want others to think that this is the way to glory or something, but, no. like, 
or this is the way to be remembered. But the fact that he's dead makes it better. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that I am pro-capital punishment, and that part of the Ted Bundy tapes was terrifying. That's one thing I remember is from the Ted Bundy tapes was like when he was being electrocuted and everybody was there cheering. Yeah. That was disturbing. Although one point in at the end of the film where it was like saying like what happens after. Uh, where they say he was killed in the electric chair and it was rumored or something or like there may have been a woman who was like under the because they have like a sheet or something yeah. over themselves who I don't know, pulled it. No, what, what is it like? Electrocuted. the switch. Yeah. It was a woman, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. Which I found like a tad satisfying. <laughs> Just like, you know, a woman. You know, honestly, in that, that case, I'd be like, let the victim that got away or something. Honestly, maybe. What? No, I don't know. Probably not. I don't know. I'm not a revenge person. Don't believe that that's healthy. Um, that's me. Yeah. But um, it's so I, bit- I will always find that disturbing. It's very different because I'm always like, I find a lot of things about prison quite questionable because like so many people shouldn't even be in jail. They should be getting help or in rehab. Totally. But when it comes to someone like this, that's just... This is a person that you will not let back into society. Yeah. And he's escaped a few times from prison. What do you do? Do you keep him in isolation for the rest of his life? Because that's also questionable. No, that's not ethical at all. I don't agree with... Like, what do you do at that point? Because it's... Honestly, uh, you just separate them from society, in my opinion. You still give them a reasonable way to live, but you don't let them... I don't know. I don't have all the answers, no. but... But also, a point to remember is that very, very few of those in prison are like Ted Bundy you know that most of them are not people that must be kept away from society forever because he just cannot be trusted like it's like with all like the people in prison for drug charges I find ridiculous yeah that's like because I was learning about this and America or the states is very their legal system is very like eye for an eye based which is something that the Icelandic legal system does not do uh, or they try not to but not that our legal system is great here either people are waiting for two years to get into prison after they've been sentenced Mm. yeah um, just want to note that we are from Iceland and we live in Iceland well Phoebe is half half American half American half Icelandic Um, just when we're talking about our legal system we're talking about the Icelandic one which is also like not a lot of crime happens here. No, um, not in comparison, at no, least. We have like a half a murder a year. I think I, no, the average is two. One to two a year. Well, I looked that up like the other day and it was like one and a half or something. Yeah, like, it's one not... to two. Yeah, okay, yeah. One <laughs> to two murders a year, guys. It's crazy, which though, is over like here. for the past 10 years, we have not had more than two murders per year, which, you know, I was going to say, so we might have kind of biased. Um, ideas about everything but honestly i feel like we this should be the goal for most societies so that's fair and on top of that you cannot get life in prison here the maximum sentence you can get is 16 years i don't know how i feel about that but but that kind of tells you what our system is like yeah we haven't needed 
to put yeah, somebody to in fair. prison for more than 16 years. And honestly, I can't imagine that you would need to in most circumstances. No, totally. Like, I don't know. And also, prisons here are more ethical than in the States. They get, like, TV. I think they get It depends on the prison. All right. Not all of our prisons are great. But the new ones are pretty sweet. Do we have many? I thought we only had one. (laughs) Oh, we have several. We have several. Well, you learn something every day. Wait, I drove up to a prison the other day. Which one? When we went to... um, The other day, last (laughs) summer... When we were, we went to see the waterfall and the Kirkjufat. Yeah. And we went too far and drove down. And then suddenly it was like a sign that said, do not go further. This is private property. And then it said like prison, something. I was like, the fuck? Whoa. To be fair, being in prison there. And then you see one of like the biggest tourist sites in Iceland as your view. Not the worst. But honestly, you also want prisoners to have somewhat of a decent life. Also, they're very far away from society. Yes. Which like, is, no but town. they're in nature, which is probably good for their mental health. True. Yeah. But what I don't, what I think one of our biggest problems are that the majority of people in prison in Iceland and probably elsewhere is for drug charges. Yeah. And unless you're violent, I don't think you should necessarily, like, if the person is ready and willing to go to rehab instead, put them there. Yeah, totally. Um, should we get back to um, yes, murder? <laughs> um, uh, do you want to go into the psychology aspect of of Bundy? Yep. Well, it's actually interesting because I took a class last year called psychopathy and ethics. It sounds better in Icelandic, but that is sorry, isn't it? pronounced psychopathy or is that just me (laughs) i see i'm not sure i think you can say both but psychopathy is probably a better i don't care me neither whatever leave me alone (laughs) sorry Uh, so we went into bundy and we had to kind of psychoanalyze him or you know just consider what how we could um diagnose him so Obviously, he is a psychopath, and he has, um, what's it called again? Anti-social personality disorder. Okay. Which is, has a big overlap with psychopathy, which is interesting. Um, But basically, as Ted Bundy, he was often going over other people's boundaries and breaking their rights just destroying their rights he lied obsessively Mm. and he was very violent and never showed any signs of remorse for disrespecting misusing and abusing others and killing them and uh yeah he, he never showed any empathy either or sympathy i can never remember the difference like i know i know the difference but i can't remember which one yeah, is empathy yeah. and which one is sympathy. On top of that, he's also got... A, he's sexually sadistic, which I'll I think say. is pretty damn clear. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he has been described as a sexually sadistic killer uh, by Dr. Emmanuel 
Tenay, who is a psychiatrist. So it's not like it's just anybody. It's not just me saying, yeah, he's sexually sadistic. People are pretty much... I think you can also just kind of tell. Yeah, I mean... When you rape someone with a spray bottle, what well, wasn't it like his deodorant? No, no. Oh God, no. Uh, yeah, that was just. I good. feel like that's a good sign that he is. And he was also he just sadistic. got sexually aroused by beating them. He bludgeoned them to death, and um, no, but he bit them and beat them to death a lot of the time. And he often came back to sexually abuse their corpses. Yeah, that's exactly what I, was, what I was gonna ask. So he also committed necrophilia. Yes. Do you say commit necrophilia? See, I feel like that's not wrong, but I I don't think you're committing anything. Like I get that it's a crime, but in my opinion, yeah, anyway, so I would much rather like I don't really. So he practiced necrophilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He also rape them before killing them. Yes. Or like while they were alive. So you just I, I think so. I'm pretty sure. But um yeah, and he beat them to death oh, a fun. lot of the time. Which is scary, if yes. you ask me. Also, what I found just so sad about the whole situation is it's the same thing as happened with the Zodiac situation was he was killing so many people, so many women in multiple states. And he wasn't being caught because these police departments just weren't working together. Yeah. Which is just so sad. And also, like, um, it, although it wasn't really covered in the film, but I remember someone um, covering this case and was saying that he was at some point stopped by a police officer. Or, no, not maybe that, but it was like someone didn't believe it was him because a white um well-mannered law student couldn't commit these crimes yeah. it's like you dumb fuck anyway <laughs> yeah um so he did kill a lot of people and like i said he did uh sexually abuse no he i don't Rape. know yeah, but rape their bodies, just, I don't know. I don't know how to say that. Like, because he did rape their, their would corpses. would you say rape a corpse? I feel like that's pretty... Yeah, I don't know. Like, now this is going to sound weird, or maybe not okay, and maybe I just don't understand. But I don't really think it's that. But like, if somebody were to rape a corpse and the corpse was just dead of natural causes... It's like, yeah, it's gross and get help, bro. But like, I think it's like the main it's point. just your thing. Uh, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> no, it's just, it's not it's like just it's just okay. a kink. Like, in a way, it is. And my, I think it's just the point is, even though that person's dead, they used to be a person. Yeah, and you did not get consent from them, so you are raping their corpse. Yeah, you totally are. It's scary and. Like I said, not trying to make it any... Because like, th- I'm pretty sure he raped them before and after, depending on the situation. Um, and he sometimes dismembered their bodies in order to um, hide their, their like evidence. Like with the head. Yeah. Um, he severed heads up, but sometimes he did that and put them in different states. Ew. In like a order. Weird treasure hunt. But. <laughs> Ew. 
No, but that kind of made it so that it was harder to catch him. Well, yeah. Because but... these police departments didn't work together. Yeah. So. Moral uh, of the story, let's work together. But Yeah, I mean, now police departments do, I think. Um, I hope so. We have also, it's like uh, when people are trying to decide what kind of killer Bundy was... Like, there's all kinds of ways to measure, quote-unquote, evilness. But anyway, it was like, uh, we had to also find the correct position uh, or the correct group. Anyway, on the stone um, scale. And... (laughs) No, because with that, um, I took a class last semester, which was about extreme cinema. And... We had, like, different topics for each week, and one week was about murderers. Mm-hmm. And our teacher, like, gives this article to read, which is basically these, like, different levels yeah. of um, killers, I guess. Yeah. And it went from, like, crime of passion, or, like, self-defense yeah. or something, then crime of passion, and it ended up with, like, torture just yeah. for fun and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. Yeah. Like, I think it's also interesting because they they try to say okay there's a difference between serial killers who torture their victims and then kill them or do not torture and just yeah. like kill them to f- hide evidence for example which Ted Bundy arguably did and did not do because he did get sexually aroused by killing them yeah but he also did show signs of killing two hide evidence he can't be identified by these victims if they're dead and he hid their bodies and everything but it's like okay it depends how we define torture because he raped them which is torture in some sense yeah but it's still usually like then then it's usually because of a sexual impulse you know not because they want to torture them in another way yeah exactly and also it wasn't like he was trying to keep them alive for a while to torture yeah he was like he was hitting them bludgeoning them yeah. to kill them yeah it seems like yeah but then again it's also like okay how about beating them because he went in that in florida he went into that um sorority, sorority. shy omega oh. and he beat them and bit them and did all these horrible things but like was that in, in a order matter to of like what 15 minutes or something? it was scary it was I, honestly it was like a hail mary it seemed like for him like because he had been caught before right wasn't that after yes 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 he, after he, he fled, escaped went to florida yeah in florida then that happened yeah because that scene in the film where he's like dancing with these girls like sorority girls yeah Exactly, but I just thought it was interesting, like to think about it in a way. He knows he's gonna be caught soon, because he's been caught. Yeah. So he's like filling up his tank of murder, Ugh. or something. I don't know. I kind of thought of it that way. And he was a hedonistic or hedonistic um, killer, which means that he didn't see show any signs of um, of like mental disorders other than of course anti 
social personality disorder and sadistic, um, his sadistic side. Uh, but he didn't have any, like, like he wasn't schizophrenic. He wasn't yeah. seeing things and he did not, he was not like under the impression that he was doing it for a higher purpose. Like, uh, Charles Manson said, yeah. he was like, he had to do it. It was like a whole mm-hmm. thing for him anyway so that basically means that he was i mean able to be prosecuted and um that the reason behind the murders was his evilness which is questionable i hesitate to call people evil or bad but like clearly the acts he committed were bad and evil yeah, yeah. But that does not mean that he himself... I just don't call people evil. But anyway, that's kind of how you would... But if evil were a thing, he's about as evil as it gets. Yeah. That's that. That's accurate. And he uh, killed because he wanted to control. That's like... That's his big reason for killing. Is because when he was killing these women... He had, he just experienced complete and utter control of the situation. And even though he was like getting something out of it from torturing them and like raping them then and bludgeoning them to death, and he was um, getting being sexually aroused by it, then the murder was the best thing for him because that's when he got his overwhelming and complete utter control of his victims so a pretty shitty guy if you ask me yeah but that's pretty much like i think it's interesting that the other day i was listening to a podcast i was covering um ted bundy and I, because a lot of people hesitate, or like the ones that I, or the podcasts I listen to, don't really cover Ted Bundy because it's such a, like, popular. Forgive me for using this word, but it's kind of basic. Yeah. You get what I mean? <laughs> and it's also just like, yeah, we get it. He's horrible. Like, he killed probably over 100 people or like 100 women. And, um, so, like, I knew a lot about him, but I still didn't know a lot about him. It's just kind of yeah. like, because I didn't actually, like, get into it. But they talked about his backstory, which I had never yeah. heard. Which is kind of weird. Like, um, he grew up raised by his grandparents. Found out later that his sister was actually his mother. And then it's, there's, like, people wonder if, because they don't really know who his father was. But they wonder if it was actually his grandfather who then raped his mom who is his grandfather's daughter yeah which is like quite it's terrifying to think about but like from what i could find on that there is no evidence of it it's just speculation oh okay but like it it shows you what kind of man he was raised by though that's yeah. fact i mean but his he gra- was, his granddad was abusive though, like incredibly yeah. abusive yeah horribly and you can imagine what it's like for him just to find his birth certificate and realize like oh shit they aren't my parents and he never forgave his mom 
for um, his biological mom and for for lying to him. Okay, and extremely wicked though. Was it his biological mom or his grandma who talked in the end? Because he's like mom, and then felt really good about seeing her. But I wonder if that was just what the film. I don't know. I I just don't no, know. No, then they they showed an actual clip where she talks on the stand, like the real life. Yeah. I don't. Know. But I don't know which one it is, though. Should have researched that. Yeah, that would have been a good. But I mean, <laughs> like, <sighs> the thing is, people don't just become serial killers. No, but that's why it's like I hadn't known this backstory, and this totally like is yeah. a typical serial killer backstory where it's a traumatizing childhood yeah. of abuse and then on top of that where you just like find out your sister is actually your mom which is like yeah and it gave him i'm assuming like a deep hatred of women yeah like he just transferred that whole mm-hmm. like mistrust onto everybody else but what uh, like i don't know i find it really really scary but also, okay, no, something important to th- like remember though, because although uh, serial killers don't just become aren't born serial killers, um, or I don't think so at least, then not all of all people who are horribly abused do become murderers and serial killers. No, totally. But like usually, I think what most people can agree on is that. You are predisposed to this and you have a crappy upbringing. And the the hitting on the head, right? Like head injury. Yeah. That's like also like a yep. commonality. It is. It's very off. And like if, okay, an interesting TED talk to listen to is one by uh, James Fallon. It's so interesting because he himself is a neuropsychologist, I think. And he is, or neuroscientist maybe, but he was studying psychopaths and it turned out, like psychopathic killers, and it turned out he is a psychopath. Huh. The person who's studying them. And he had no idea he was, but he had a great upbringing and therefore Mm. didn't kill anybody. He still has those traits. He still doesn't show empathy and doesn't, like... That just means he comes off as an asshole. Yeah, a lot of the rather time. Rather than being a serial killer. Yeah. I, I, like CEOs are often psychopaths. But Ooh. it's just to show because they have an easy time screwing people over to get to the top. Yeah. You know? But it just shows you that it's not like people aren't born to be murderers. No, totally not. And so let's like take some responsibility as a society just to make sure that people are raised in ethical environments yes that would that would solve a lot of problems it definitely would but that's easier said than done anyway um i have a few notes here (laughs) um one thing uh, starting off with the film i liked how the film both started and ended with the same scene like kind of like a a what is it called like a round full circle that's the word um (laughs) Yeah, coming full full circle. And how it starts kind of like romantic where she's like, Mm -hmm. do you remember the first night we met? And then we get into this kind of like love story, which is very brief, though. Yeah. Which 
it was it's very fast you just kind of get into the relationship and it's a few years and you're just like all right they're in a relationship and then immediately into kind of his trials mm-hmm. um because the film is not about the romance between those two um it's not a romantic comedy even though the kind of vibe of this film is yeah with the songs in the background which i find a bit questionable but um, i kind of think that's a cool vibe though yes but it's but it's ted bundy I yeah, but feel it, like I'm watching a quirky rom-com. No, but I think the point of that is she felt like that. Yeah, totally. And it's supposed to be from her but perspective. But it's more like than because some uh, review um, noted, because I did like the film, mm. but there's like a few things that I find a bit iffy. And one person talked about like how the scenes where he's escaping, how yeah. they're filmed with this like quirking song in the background and you're kind of like ooh and it's yeah. like no he's a serial killer <laughs> trying to escape let's prison. not be on his side here yeah with a like a camera like rock music or something in the background and you kind of just want to go dance yeah that, i find the the choice of those songs a bit questionable in those scenes yeah but um, at the same time now just if i think about because i put myself in her position you yeah. know and the whole time it's like it's He's so convincing of it wasn't him. I know. You know? And that's why I thought the final scene of the movie was so like, because it was like, we weren't sure. It really like convinced me kind of. I was like, oh my God. I know. It's just Zac Efron. You kind of have to remind yourself like, "Ah, it's Ted Bundy. We know it's him. We know he murdered these women. It's no question. Yeah. Um, But another thing about the whole, do you remember with the, the bite mark yeah that whole thing that would not be submissible in court anymore yeah but that was one of the, like the main things that got him um yeah but, yeah. but i mean we know yeah. it was him now but but now wouldn't we also have dna as well that's that's the point yeah. like but this would not have like this isn't submissible in court it's not tooth marks bite marks are apparently not enough i mean they're not accurate enough yeah it's not like fingerprints no yeah totally so um that's worth mentioning i no yeah also with that scene um in the beginning and in the end they break the fourth wall do you oh. know what that is yes i do know what that is for people who do not know that um i just it's when that. it's when uh, a character in the film looks directly in, into the camera they're breaking the fourth wall um but yeah so which is kind of like intense yeah. or like at least she seems to be doing it. And he, or like, sometimes it looked like they were d- looking directly in the camera. And sometimes like it was j- like an inch above. Yeah. It was like they almost look into the yeah. camera. Which is like very uneasy. It's mm-hmm. a thing if you do that to a person where you look at their yeah. forehead when talking to them. They feel very intimidated. Yeah. Because you're not looking directly into their eyes. But mm-hmm. you're kind of like almost starting. It's very uncomfortable. So it felt kind of like that when yeah. he was doing it, at least, which I found a very cool aspect. Um, and I just want to say, Zach Efron does a good job. In I film. am so impressed. Like, little Troy Bol- Bolton has <laughs> totally, totally blown my mind. Yeah. And um, and it was so, like, what I thought was really cool about them using Zach Efron is because, I'm sorry, he is a sex symbol for us. Yeah. At least our generation, we're in our early 20s. So the fact that they used him makes it so much more real 
and understandable at least i found how women were just like they trusted him yeah that's what like that's one of my notes it's like using someone who is so charming and attractive Mm -hmm. um that we know as playing someone who was charming and attractive and manipulated people yeah it's like it's a very good way to use zach efron and since he did such a good job of acting him and really kind of yeah just managed to mimic him quite a bit yeah i thought it was really really well done and um also because it's so easy for us to look back at ted bundy and like if i look at pictures of ted bundy i'm like he's not he is not attractive but he was at the time yeah and we you're we're using someone in our um in our current yeah time that we find as kind of a society, we kind of agree on that he is an attractive individual. I and mean, that, uh, yeah. Good way. <laughs> Holy one shit. Video I, one video I say I watched was like, um, however, I do wonder if Ted Bundy did have abs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's something that they could have kind of not had, maybe, but whatever. It's Honestly, it's just a- maybe can't be not with abs. Who knows? But um, also, it's just uh, like. It just makes it even harder to hate him. Yeah. But also on that note, I like throughout the film, he kind of starts off really charming. Mm-hmm. I think he's quite charming throughout the whole film. But like you kind of fall in love with him with Liz. You're like, totally. oh my God, he's the perfect guy. Super And it's sweet. so uncomfortable to know that it's Ted Bundy. I know. <laughs> and And then like as it progresses, as you get to know more about like as Liz gets to hear more about it. Yeah. Um, he turns more cocky and yeah. more uncomfortable. Like, I felt it, like, gradually building up. It was up. like a crescendo, yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done. Because, like, I could see... He was like, Ugh, just... There's something... He managed to do something with his eyes. Like, yeah. with his... The way he looked at people. Mm-hmm. Which made me super It was so intense and intimidating. And it was just really well done. Yeah, I thought it was an excellent movie. Because he managed to somehow change the smile in the first scene slightly so it's mm-hmm. no longer charming and, you know, cute mm-hmm. guy you met at the bar to like, oh, serial killer who's really cocky and intimidating. Yeah, it's just like he is got this superficial charm. Yeah. He totally does. And like seeing him interact with the baby like or the little girl. Mm-hmm. Honestly, my ovaries like <laughs> and then at the whole, the same time I was just like, "Oh my god, serial killer, serial killer, serial killer." But at the same time I was like, "He's such a good stepdad." Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was just very yeah, confusing. Also, one thing I noticed was um the use of color in the film. Yeah. Like, it starts off very yellow. Like, it's very noticeably yellow. Like, they're wearing yellow clothes. There's yellow in the background. He's wearing that yellow apron when mm-hmm. he's cooking an omelette. And then when he goes to prison, it turns blue. So oh, it's kind of like warm yellow is, like, happy, free, bubbly. And then blue is, like, cold. You know, you're trapped. It's sad. And then just in the final scene, there's orange. Oh, they both wear orange. And Interesting. I don't like it's very noticeably orange because everything is very dull in mm-hmm. the surroundings. And then he's wearing an orange jumpsuit mm-hmm. and she's wearing an orange dress. Yeah. So it's very obvious there's like a tie between them. Yeah. Because she 
is always tied to him. Yeah. She's only free when he is free. Yeah. And when he's trapped in prison, she's, like, emotionally trapped. Yeah. Because she can't get out of this relationship. She can't... Move kind on. Of like, she can't move on. She still doesn't know if she can trust him or not. She doesn't know him. And she's not sure, like, did she destroy his life because she's the one who reported him first? Yeah, exactly. Which is super, like, Thank God you did, girl. Yeah. And also... Just thank you. And, like, one note as well. It's like, she is the whole time because she has such a hard time letting go because she's still holding on to the hope that he may be single. No, single. (laughs) That he may be um, telling the truth. Innocent. You know Innocent. That's a word. I don't know why single came out. I'm hoping he's single. No, I'm kidding. Um, not Ted. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sack iPhone. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, she, yeah, she keeps holding on to the hope that he's innocent. Because who would want to be the person who trusted and loved and, and let their child be around yeah, them. let raise their child for six years or something crazy yeah and he turns out to be a serial killer like, no, you like, don't want to be that person during the weekends he was just off raping and murdering people yeah and then he's sleeping with you horrifying yeah it's like no wonder it was so hard for her and he is ridiculously charming oh and also oh my god it bothered me with the trial of the woman the witness who saw him. Yeah. Who he attempted to kill. Yeah. Um, but got away. What yeah. a hero. The gaslighting. Yeah. Oh my God. It got on my nerves. Because yep. it's like, so you were shown a picture beforehand of my client. And like the whole, this whole thing. And it's like. But that is, that's I actually mean, a really valid point in forensic psychology is that you cannot prime the suspect be, or the witness because like I said, eyewitness testimonies just are not reliable. I know, but it's so frustra- frustrating because she's crying. Yeah. She was literally... I find it a bit different when you were actually in a situation that close to him where he was about to kidnap you. You know well, what I yes, mean? yes, and no, I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, maybe not. Because, like, I, I get it, but I, I totally agree that the way court proceedings are, it's not at all okay how victims are treated. Like, she... You just do not... Okay, reasonable doubt. That is an important thing, but Jesus Christ. And we know now she was right, and it bugged me, the gaslighting, and that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Also, the foreshadowing where they go pick a dog, and which is a common thing um, used in films, where you, if a person is... um, hurts animals or animals don't like the person it's usually a hint that the person is not a good person yeah and they use that in the film i doubt that happened in real life where the dog just like barked at him could have i mean dogs probably have better instincts than we do um i don't know my dog is not that way like i'm sorry unless somebody's actively attacking me he does not care. Okay, it's also Rowan. I don't know <laughs> if he's the best judge of character. I'm but... just saying. <laughs> anyway. I would not go by a dog. Anyway. If it, like, do not, people, just trust people based off of your dog's reaction. If your dog hates the person, okay, don't like them. But 
Just because he trusts them does not mean they're a good person. To be fair, my dog hated all my friends because, or like most of my friends, except one, because most of my, or like all my friends had cats and yeah. she did not like cats. So yeah, that's but I think it's more why, important but... just to, just because your dog trusts a person does not mean you should. No, but that's not yeah. the point of yeah. this. The point is in the film, yeah. the bog growls and, and barks at Ted Bundy. And then, like, whimpers as he just stares it down, which is, like, a very intense scene. Yeah, it's a dog! Yeah, and with his stare, he managed to intimidate a Rottweiler also, I think it was. Um, Which, yeah, I found that a very uh, cool scene to have in the film. Zac Efron scared me. Yeah. I did not know that he could scare me. Yeah. Little high school musical singing Baby Boy. Turned into a sadistic killer. (laughs) Did not see that coming. Yeah, I wrote here, ugh, that smug smile he has. (laughs) Yeah, basically says it all. How annoying is he as well when, like, that mayor, what was it, in Florida? Or was it Texas? Uh, I don't know. Where he's caught the final time after the sorority killings. And they're, like, in front of a group of people and like reporters and he's about to read the indictment Mm -hmm. and he keeps talking over him yeah oh my god i wanted to punch him in the face because he was like so cocky but at that point i saw through it and i was Mm -hmm. like all right it's not charming anymore no it's not like just stop you're being you're kind of you're just no just no (laughs) and then when um i can't remember who say maybe it was just like a reporter or something but um i can't remember who says it but he says like we have a very disturbed sick individual and then it just cuts to to ted bunny jamming in his car yeah. <laughs> i found that quite it was humorous and you um, know what i appreciate little sprinkles of humor in a scary ass movie i yeah i also liked how the film um kept in like the obsession women had over him yeah and it's just kind of like yeah i saw something about that like i kind of get the it, fact that also... he represented himself in court made some sort of like fan cult around him yeah there were just like women in the courtroom rooting for him and it's because he's hot yeah but it's like did they not believe he killed them or was that kind of just like a part of it where it's kind of like i think it was scary and that makes him a bit more hot (laughs) yeah i think his confidence and him like representing himself in court, like he pretty much kickstarted that apparently, according to what I read somewhere, and that fa- that fact, and it was so widely televised. Yeah. And him being like the star, because usually defendants just sit there quietly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's the lawyers that shine, mm-hmm. but he there was just like ha 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 ha, and married yeah. a freaking crazy lady in court who had his baby. Yeah. Did she, after he was convicted, did she ever, like, did she still hold on to the the belief that he was innocent? I know? think so. I, I'm not sure. but I, would I feel like at that point you kind of have to, because it's like, oh, fuck, I have no, a baby with him. No, she always, it's like, until he was executed, she at least in, appeared to be pro-Bundy, but... <sighs> crazy lady yeah i was just so happy that liz got her kind of like you know redemption yeah she just got her closure when Uh, he also the the sweet 
guy she ended up with. Yeah. I liked him. Me too. I hope he wasn't sadistic in any way. He didn't seem like it. Yeah, but neither did Ted at the beginning. Well, he still had those qualities that we know yeah. now. Or yeah. like when he yeah. was more just like... Yeah, I hope. I really hope. She deserves, like, everything good after going through that. Yeah. And I also just kind of felt bad. Was it wasn't her name Carol Ann? Who he... Married. Married. Because he was basically just kind of using her. Totally. And she didn't see that, so I also felt bad for for that. Well, yes and no. Because, I mean... Like, yes, she's being manipulated, but to be honest, she was very readily into that. Yeah, she also came to him. Yeah, so. it's not like he contacted her. Yeah. I have little sympathy. It's not like he did anything to her in the movie, at least, that we saw. She was just... Honestly, it was probably the media also that got her going. That's the vibe I got, at least. Yeah. And um, this, like, it was kind of, like, symbolic in the film how he murdered those women. Mm -hmm. But that's not shown at all. Yeah. You don't see the gore, which is good. We're not glorifying that. Um, Kind of, if I'm going to be very, like, symbolic, the only killing we see is of Liz because yeah. it's like it's kind of like a not quite a metaphor but she is kind of like just dying like the emotional yeah um not trauma but like the hardship it is of this traumatic whole thing. to be well honest. yeah it is traumatic and like when her like new boyfriend um well when Ted calls her home and the new boyfriend answers and he's like you can't call her anymore you're killing her. Yeah. And in the end, when she's like, I felt suffocated. You had your hands around my, my throat. throat. It was like, they were using these metaphors, mm-hmm. obviously. For a reason. Yeah. And it's like this slow killing of her. And mm-hmm. she could have actually just like kind of gone off the deep end. But, yeah. Um, thankfully, she had that friend and the yeah. new boyfriend, who I can't remember the name of. Um, they were there to help mm-hmm. her out. Which is very good. Thank because God. it could have ended. It just shows he, the necessity of a social um, background. Like yeah. you need you need a social network just yeah, to totally. keep you going. And like she could have been one of his, like a new, like another victim of his, but social indirectly was what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like she could have been indirectly another victim of his. Yeah. just like because I can imagine you'd go, like yeah. she was clearly. Um, an alcoholic at the, at some point and like depressed mm-hmm. and it probably could have ended with suicide you know yeah. like imagine feeling that guilt and that like oh I'm so happy she didn't do that just for her daughter's sake yeah so thankfully she she survived she got out of that <laughs> also with the head at the end yeah the uh, hacksaw thing yeah yeah and she's like what happened to her head or what did you do with her head? And he says something about, like, it could have been an animal. And she's like, animals don't do that. Mm-hmm. I find it very interesting because we always, when someone does something horrible, we... Call them an animal. Yeah, which I'm like, like I don't animalistic. agree. Yeah. But it's not animalistic because I don't know of an animal that, like, murders another animal. Like a lion, sure, it's premeditated, but it chases it and then it's dead and it's to eat it to survive. Yeah, it's like that, that's a totally different thing. It yeah, it's not sexual arousal as far as we can tell. Yeah. Um, and 
I it's like she says animals don't do that and I agree only humans do that yeah. like it's very human like it's beyond animal I hate how we try to dehumanize killers it's like no let's just recognize that this is a part of humanity yeah. and that is why we need to take it so seriously because anybody can become this way it's like there was some criticism I read which is like I don't like how this film humanizes Ted Bundy. I'm like, I agree, but also disagree because I think he it's is human. To... No, like, I we think can't it's... say he's not human. No, like, it's is... also just really important to humanize him so that we recognize that when we meet somebody, they can still be a serial killer psychopath. Yeah. Even though they're nice to you. Like murderers are not uh, monsters who lurk in the shadows and have sharp teeth. No, they there are like moms us. and dads and like babies. Okay. Yeah. Well, Not babies, but you know what I mean. They were once babies. They were once babies. <laughs> <laughs> I also, it, kind of like similar to Zodiac, mm-hmm. um, the fact that we don't see the murders. Like it was yeah. even, it was even less in this film. The only attack we see is like for like 20 seconds. Yeah. In the end when he hits her on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I find that very important, especially when we're talking about Ted Bundy. Yeah, because he is a highly, like, popularized serial killer. Arguably the most known serial killer nowadays. And I found also interesting, um, in connection to that, uh, this one video essay, which I probably should have written the name of, and now I feel dumb. Um, (laughs) In talked about how we don't see the murders but also more than that we don't know about his past yeah which would have been a very um interesting like thing to put into the film but it's not in there uh because we are seeing this through liz's point of view like this we are put in her shoes yeah we only know as much as she knows throughout the whole film totally which is very um yeah which is just that's a really good point, actually, because I would just, based off of my curiosity and also just to understand how somebody becomes the way that he became, I would have liked to see that, but the fact that it is from her perspective makes the movie better, I think. I yes, agree. Yes, totally. I think um, it's kind of the only way to do it. You You do not... Like, I would not agree with watching a film that is from his point of view. No, not unless it's a documentary type thing, in my opinion. Like, if it's going to be a story, just a movie, uh, then fine. Like, definitely keep it this way. But what I would like to see is one documentary I want to come out is just looking at or highlighting the similarities in background between these extreme killers. Yeah. What is it? What is the recipe? Because I know it's online and there's plenty of essays on it, but most people don't read that. Yeah. You know, but everybody wants to watch TV. Yeah. So that would be really interesting, I think. Yeah. Should we look at some of the reviews and criticism? One thing that I found, which I thought was, um, I I had no idea about, but I just quickly Googled criticism of it. And, um, the big thing I saw was because Liz is the one who she actually gave out a book about this, about her experience. 
and they did not showcase how intimidating and scary he was to her. Yeah, we only saw like a... Yeah, not to her, no. Yeah, and that's something that she apparently highlighted in her book is that he wasn't always just this nice guy, but it was probably at least an emotionally abusive relationship because she did feel threatened by him. Yeah, that would have been very... And yeah. so that, if the fact, if, if... That should have been in there. Yeah, if that, like, I haven't read the book, and it was just one review, but if that's the case, then that definitely is lacking in the movie, and it should have been a part of it. Although there was one point someone um, talked about that I, I saw was... Um, I was made more based on, like, the phone call when she gives in, like, when she sees the similarity mm-hmm. of, the, of the drawn picture... Mm-hmm. Um, she only says, like, the resemblance and then the car he drives. Mm-hmm. But in real life, she apparently also said she found, I think, like, loads of car keys, um, uh, women's undergarments, oh. and, like, these little things that she also gave in. Um, but this person was saying, like, um, they most likely didn't keep it in the film. To not make it seem like she's just stupid. Yeah. So that she's not just, like, keeping on believing him. Like, because that's not the reality of it. It's much more complex than that. Yeah. Totally. But to make it more clear in the film that she is a victim. It, it, she is a victim, she not, is not... You know, she's not stupid. In no way responsible for what happened to her. Exactly. And so that might be kind of, like, yeah. tied into that. Because, like, it, people are always like, well, if you're in an abusive relationship, just get out. Like, it's not as simple as that. No. And I think the movie did do a pretty good job of that like you said like with the he is suffocating her he is killing her slowly um because it would be kind of easy for people oh (sighs) my god that scared me (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry my my boyfriend's coming home from work yeah so shall we get into the reviews um this is from letterboxd um, I have one, like, good review, which is, um, which was saying, an interesting take on Ted Bundy, showing the story of his murder trials from the perspective of his first wife. Uh, the director doesn't glamorize Ted, but you do understand why his wife was questioning her own gut in- instinct almost to the end. Yeah. Um, which I agree. I it's, totally agree with that. Uh, I think that's a very important part of the film, that it is from Liz's point of view. And, yeah, one criticism, which we actually kind of touched on, which was, I don't need a movie to humanize Ted, Ted Bundy. You don't need a movie to humanize Ted... Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't need a movie to humanize Ted Bundy. You don't need a, hum- a movie to humanize Ted Bundy. His victims and their families don't need a movie to humanize Ted Bundy. Nobody needs a movie to humanize Ted Bundy. Um, and then it was like, Perhaps the most extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile thing about this movie is that it fails to show Bundy as the monster he really was. Instead, it spends a lot of time building empathy for him, showing how charming he was, often framing him as the cool guy. Which, I mean, yeah, it kind of humanizes him, but as we said, like that is quite an important part that serial killers are human. Also, I but- think that the merely the title of the movie does a pretty good job of telling you that this dude is not a good guy. Yeah, and also, like, the fact where this review says, like, 
It spends a lot of time building empathy for him. I don't agree. I did not feel empathetic towards him to the, towards the end. I feel way more empathetic towards Liz. Yeah. Of everyone. And obviously the victims. But they don't really go into that. Because that's not like the point of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, one funny review I saw, <laughs> which gave it one star, <laughs> which is Lily Collins to Zach Efron. What happened to her head? My last brain cell. You gotta get your get your get your head head in the game. You gotta get your get your get your get your head on the game. Um, yeah, that was just that's a, a good little, time. A little lol there <laughs> towards the end. Yeah, but all in all, how do you rate the movie? I gave it three and a half stars. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I would give it four, four to four and a half. So, but we both agree it's better than Zodiac. Yeah, just a tad, just... Yeah, I felt more, like, sucked into the film. Me too. Than Zodiac. But Zodiac was good, though. Um, yeah, but however, Zodiac is less controversial. Yeah, but I am a fan of controversial, personally. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it was, it was a solid movie. And, I agree. Um, it was, the cinematography was great as well. And just from like a film, just as a film, it's a solid movie. Yeah. Regardless of the whole Ted Bundy aspect. Yeah. But anyway, (laughs) that's that on Ted Bundy. Um, Let us know your thoughts and opinions on these films. Um, On this film, I mean. (laughs) Um, Maybe you agree with us, maybe you don't. And tell us what you do and don't agree with, because that is interesting. Yeah. And if you have any movie recommendations please any insight at all is appreciated yeah and um maybe give us a follow and uh, rate us yes see you in the next one (laughs) peace out fam (laughs) bye